0: Does the mind state of impartiality feel familiar to you? Or does your mind go or want to go to reactivity or indifference? How does it feel knowing that each of us are owners of our own actions and that the happiness or unhappiness of another depends on their actions and not on our well wishes? Your Mindful Life Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today, we'll explore equanimity. Equanimity is that quality of mind that is impartial, that receives everything without partiality. It's that quality of mind that is open and receptive and is calm and even, Equanimity, called Upeksha in Sanskrit or Upekka in Pali, is that quality of mind that can be with what is here just as it is. It doesn't wish for something different. It doesn't wish for more of the same. It simply receives with impartiality what is happening right now. Having equanimity changes everything because when we have it, we see clearly. This is what is here right now. It may be unpleasant, or it may be pleasant. No matter, it is here, and we receive it without reacting to it. Equanimity is the fourth phase of love, and it is the foundation of the other three, loving kindness, compassion, and appreciative joy. Equanimity holds great wisdom. It is this, that each of us are the heirs of our own actions, our own happiness and suffering, and the good wishes and compassionate acts of others do not change this. Equanimity is the wellspring from which these open-hearted practices spring. Equanimity allows us to feel and to act without judgment and without attachment to the outcome. We give of ourselves freely to relieve suffering, to extend friendly and caring wishes, and to rejoice in the good fortune of others, knowing that we do so with no strings attached. This is an old story handed down through generations and generations. An old Chinese farmer's stallion got loose one day and ran off and the farmer's neighbor came around to express his regrets. Upon hearing his neighbor, the old farmer simply said, who knows what is good and what is bad? The next day, the stallion returned with three wild mares. The neighbor rushed back to celebrate with the farmer and the farmer merely said, who knows what is good and what is bad? The following day, the farmer's son fell off one of the wild mares while trying to break her and broke his arm and injured his leg. The neighbor came by to see how the son was doing and to offer his comfort. Again, upon hearing the neighbor, the old farmer replied, who knows what is good and what is bad? The next day, the army came to the farm to conscript the farmer's son for the war. When they found him invalid, they left him with his father. And then the neighbor thought to himself, who knows what is good and what is bad? In the story of the farmer, the farmer is at ease and impartial. He's tuned into the flow of the world around him and receives it. While the neighbor is definitely not at ease, Or impartial. He's reactive. He bounces from one reactive emotion to another, his mind state agitated as he creates more and more story around the experience that is changing moment to moment. We can feel how he wants to hang on to celebration and to push away hurt. The opposite of a mind with equanimity is a reactive mind that is continuously assigning meaning to events as they unfold, create stories around them, and can react with unbridled emotion. The spacious, balanced, and calm mind allows events to unfold without assigning judgment, opinion, story, or meaning. Notice how in the story, the neighbor is ping-ponging back and forth from regret to celebration to solace without knowing whether the, the events that are unfolding are, in the big picture, regrettable cause for celebration, or requiring comfort. When we see the big picture with ease, we understand that we are not in control of events, just as we're not in control of the COVID-19 pandemic, or the war in the Ukraine, or continuous terror in many parts of the world just as the old farmer understood that he was not in control of the stallion running off or showing up again with three wild mares or the accident his son suffered or the army showing up at his doorstep. What he could control is how he responded. And this is the wisdom of equanimity, to receive what is and know that we are not responsible for the actions of others. A mind with equanimity is not indifferent. When we are indifferent, we are pulling back. Something in us is turning away from what is here right now. We don't like it. We pull away. We ignore it. This is very subtle, but it's there and you can feel it. Indifference may look like equanimity, but it's not. And. A quantumist mind is present, is receiving, and sees clearly what is before it. It doesn't turn away. An indifferent mind sees what is here and turns away so not to receive what is here right now. The calm and balanced mind simply directly experiences what is happening in the moment with ease and without making judgments or being partial to one outcome over another, or creating stories around what is happening. A mind with equanimity sees clearly and doesn't get caught up in any particular aspect of experience. Equanimity calms the restless mind. The mind is even and balanced, irregardless of pain or pleasure. The quality of equanimity doesn't just happen. We train the mind to be equanimous. To be mindful, we are with what is happening in the present moment without reacting to it. And equanimity has the quality of being non-reactive. We don't control what is unfolding. We receive it. A mind with equanimity receives all that is before it. Experience is like the stormy ocean with rough waves pitching this way and that on the surface, while underneath the water flows calmly. When equanimity is present, we directly experience both the roughness and the calmness of experience with ease. Ease shows itself especially when events or words are directed at us. Equanimity gives us the ease not to take offensive words personally, so we are less likely to react to what is being said. In this way, equanimity is like a colander that allows the nasty, hurtful, and judgmental to flow through without causing reaction, just as a colander allows a liquid to flow through its holes. When I was a kid, there was a saying Sticks and stones can break my bones, but names can never hurt me. When the mind rests in the ease of equanimity, we recognize the truth in this childhood saying. I remember repeating this to myself as a little kid when other kids would call me fatso. I would just repeat it over and over to myself like a mantra. I was calm inside. Repeating it helped me to be non-reactive and resilient. I didn't know then that I was being mindful and equanimous. Remembering now, I recognize that I was. Children are often equanimous and mindful, and they can be our teachers. We might compare the ease with which the mind sees the big picture of equanimity To grandmotherly love. Generally, grandmothers love their grandchildren. Thanks to their own experience with their children, they can step back and see the big picture and not be caught up in the drama of their grandchildren's lives. They use the wisdom they have cultivated from rearing their own children and they let life unfold without rushing in. I don't know that this is true for everyone, but I do know that my grandmother gave me space and stability and could hold all of me. The impetuous and frustrated little girl who acutely felt the injustice of being just a girl in a family of men, to the little girl who embraced all that is creative, joyful and energetic. And she could do it in a way that was free of blame, scolding, or conflict. She had this immense presence in and around her that seemed to settle the whole world. And it certainly settled me. Even today, I bring her image to mind and hold her there, just as she held me, when I feel the world is throwing barbs at me. This holding of her caring and compassionate essence is a powerful antidote to cruelty, unthoughtfulness, and injustice. It doesn't make the bad things go away. It simply allows me and all of us to allow the bad things knowing that everything is changing and nothing is permanent. It allows me to simply be with what is. If we begin to feel that we are somehow responsible for the person to whom we are being compassionate, that we are responsible for their getting better or healing or stopping their cravings or addictions, or that we're responsible for finding them a job or making their amends to their family and friends, we run into trouble. This, I can fix this attitude is one of attachment. We're attached to the idea that our help will fix the issue, solve the problem, or alleviate the addiction. From personal experience, I can tell you that it doesn't work. What happens is that the weight of feeling that you are in control of or responsible for the outcome of another's actions separates you from the moment-to-moment reality, exhausts your energy, and taps out your kindness. In the end, all you feel is limp and burnt out. We are not responsible for another's getting better. We are not responsible for their doing the right thing. We are not responsible for their actions. We can send good wishes. We can help with our compassionate acts and we can share in the delight of their good fortune but we are not responsible for how they are leading their lives. This is one of the wise gifts of equanimity. We can separate people's actions from who they are. And this inner balance helps us to remain balanced in our relationship to others. When we're not balanced, we have the tendency to rush in, take on too much, and in the end, suffer burnout. Equanimity helps us stay balanced because we give ourselves the time and space necessary to see the big picture. We can see that that person robbed someone. What we can't see is the addiction, poverty, and abuse that has confused the person's thinking, emotions, and actions. This doesn't mean that we condone robbery. We don't. But it also doesn't mean that we condemn the person. This is a big step for many of us to take. It requires much practice to see this clearly. We all have implicit bias in us, biases that we're not aware of until we turn our reflection and meditation to uncovering them. When we are aware of our moment-to-moment experience, we can detect when certain attitudes of mind arise. Equanimity contains the quality of impartiality. We don't favor or disfavor anything. When we are biased, we have certain negative attitudes towards people and their actions. Maybe we assign certain stereotypes to certain people without even thinking about it, without being aware, without being mindful. Remember that the brain likes patterns and operates out of habit most of the time. Knowing this, we can see how the brain recognizes a pattern and then repeatedly applies it to our experience. Mindfulness and equanimity allow us to see that this is happening. And this allows us to apply impartiality, appreciation and kindness to situations in which otherwise we would have applied discrimination or bias. Equanimity allows us to step back and take in the big picture with ease and discernment. It allows us to stand in the middle of whatever is happening without making judgments and losing our balance. This inner stability comes from the presence of inner calm, confidence, vitality, and integrity that keeps us upright just as the ballast steadies the ship in strong winds and high seas. The stronger our inner strength, the more at ease we are and the more equanimity grows within us. We are part of the big dance of life, billions of people on earth, billions of people living their lives in the face of pandemic, terror and war and injustice. This shows us how we are simply part of the great web of life. And this is the time to develop our equanimity. There is a saying, calm seas do not create skillful sailors. Our skill comes from standing in the middle of the storm or standing in the middle of paradise without judgment, without any attitude that we can control, push away, or hold on to events. Our skill comes from our calm and open countenance. So every day as we sail through this chaotic, beautiful and difficult world with our eyes wide open, our hearts ballast and our wisdom intact, we can directly experience what is here right now with equanimity. This week, I invite you to practice With equanimity. Bring equanimity into your life by pausing momentarily before speaking or acting, and before building a story around what has just happened, and before attaching to emotions like anger and fear. Say inwardly as you pause, I can be with this just as it is in this moment. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I invite you to listen, subscribe and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. And if you'd like to join a mindfulness meditation class, new morning and evening classes begin the first week in May 2022. To register, go to my website yourmindfulpractice.com. That's yourmindfulpractice alloneword.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter in the link in the footer of the website. As always, I'm grateful for you, my listeners, for your curiosity, openness, and willingness to take this journey to a mindful life. And I'm grateful for the people behind the scenes that make this podcast possible. Ali Allen in San Francisco, California for logo and podcast cover design, Gorgias Romero in Santiago, Chile for original music, audio engineering, and production, Bill Rafferty in Sydney, Australia for technical web support, and Margaret Haas in Los Angeles, California for announcing the show. May your mind settle into the freedom of equanimity. Be well, be mindful.